0: Wow, that was really good, I feel like that was what I needed, I don't know about you guys, but thank you guys. So I am, honestly I'm super excited to kind of share a little bit, Um, thing is, this is just, it's probably going to be unpolished and a little messy. But any of you that know me, you know that's pretty par for the course. <laughs> um, so I just really felt like God kind of just wanted me to share just a little bit of my testimony kind of over the last couple of years. It might really just go into my testimony in general. But, um, dude, God's been doing like this crazy work in my heart. And it's funny because every worship song that we sang today, everything that we've prayed into, everything that we've spoken about... Really, kind of just fits in with really, and so I feel like, I feel like I've been on this journey, and I don't feel like I'm alone. Like I feel like sometimes God brings us, as a we're a family, and so if each joint supplies the need of the other, and all of that, like I feel like sometimes we go through stuff at the same time, or we're going through as one body. We're kind of there are things that we're going through, or one area or another, but it all kind of ends up being connected, you know, Um and so. I'm really just going to kind of share my testimony with you. Um, the, uh, were you guys here, like, I don't know, it feels like, I don't know how long ago Michael and Hannah left, but it was like, when he, yeah, yeah, when he spoke that word, how many of you guys were here when he spoke that word about trust? I don't know about you guys, but like, it messed with me. <laughs> like, it, I was over here sobbing a little, I was, you know, sobbing and snotting all over. Um, Brad, putting a little Jesus juice on his shoulder, you know like and um, but it wrecked me, um, and honestly, it kind of marked my heart and so I feel like i 've been on a journey, and if I could title this whole thing, anything or my testimony of the last couple of years it would be faith and trust. Those two words kind of keep coming up repeatedly: faith and trust, faith and trust, and like what they mean to each other, how they're connected, how the, like, like, not confusing faith with trust and, like, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's just been this crazy journey. It hasn't been easy, um, and in a lot of cases, it hasn't been fun. And most of that's been kind of my fault. <laughs> you know? Because I think that, man, I make it so much harder than it needs to be. Like, and I think we just do, you know? And, like, It's one of those things where I'm looking back now going, man, if I could have just chilled out a little bit, you know, like, and let daddy be who he is and just rest in that. And, like, so, um, and I feel like this whole journey of, like, faith and trust has kind of been something that really has been kind of my whole life in the making, like, just different aspects of it. And I think think it's kind of human nature to kind of wrestle with this stuff, you know. Um, And, you know, the scripture talks about, like, Blessed are, you know, blessed are those who don't see me and yet believe. Like, they are w- walking that out and can just walk it out faithfully, you know. Um, so, like, I feel like personally, I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but I feel like kind of that area of, like, faith and, and trust, like, has always been kind of a challenge for me, you know. Um, so, just, you know, I grew up, like, I'm an adopted only child, um, so, I grew up with, you know, with, I mean, godly parents, good Christian parents. Um, they loved me. You know, obviously, they weren't perfect by any means, but they were, you know, they loved me and they took care of me. But um, if any of you are adopted or know kids that are adopted, like, there's a certain psychology that can happen um, where, like, no matter how amazing your parents are, like, there's still this sort of thing, like, that, that the enemy can try to come in with, like, well, why, why why wasn't I enough? like why wasn't I good enough? like why did you know my you know my my mom gave me away whatever you know like those kind of things like and it's a lie, obviously, but it's one of those things that I feel like as I was growing up, kind of sort of crept into my heart a little bit, and it was just this so there was this constant sort of need to like measure up, you know like my, my parents you know, admittedly they were pretty well off like I there wasn't really anything I needed or wanted that I kind of ever went without really, you know. Um, but at the same time, I just think that, I, so I was always, you know, there was just a sort of comparative reality thing where I was always kind of comparing myself to, you know, like everybody else, like my cousins or like the popular kids. And I was always trying so hard to fit in. How many of you guys have, are, are, have been that person that's like, you try so hard to fit in, or you know those people that try so hard that you're like, dude, if you just stop trying so hard, you'll just relax. And and I don't know if you guys, so if you guys, and, and it's funny though, because like growing up, like if you see my family, like at, at church or like family events, they're like Rushmore Party of Five. Like just, they're stone people. They're just, they're chill, they're reserved, they're very like quiet, you know, like, and I, the only time I'm laid back is when I'm sleeping, you know, like I'm just, I'm generally, you guys, guys know me, I'm, I can be pretty, you know, hyper or whatever. So it's like, so I already felt like, okay, there's me bouncing off the walls over here and them just giving me the eyebrow like, what are you doing, you know? Um, so, you know, um so it was one of those things where I really kind of got into this sort of comparative reality of like, you know, I gotta, okay, well if I, you know, it was like every year I went to school, I was wearing different clothes, like, okay, well, if I wear this outfit or if I do this, then, then I'll fit in, you know, then I'll be enough and kind of all that stuff, you know? Um, and I think part of that was, Um, you know, my whole family was kind of well off. So, like, there was this, I think, this underlying security, like, trust issue when it came to, like, finances and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, so for me, the the lie was, for me to be successful, I've got to look like they do and have, have, you know, that sort of security, you know. And I think that was kind of a big issue in my heart. And so if any of you guys have struggled with that, like, I just, man, like, it's just, it's just such a trap. Because the enemy didn't make you to be... Or God didn't make us to be somebody else. Like, like, there are people that I look up to and even kind of envy. Like, I, like Bill Vanderbush, man. I love the way he talks and the way he can craft a story. I'm envious of how he uses words, you know? Like, the guy's amazing. But, like, if I try to be him... I'm going to be a horrible Bill Vanderbush. I'm gonna be a, even though I want to see, I want to pray for people and see them get healed. I want to see like, evan, evangelism happen. But if I sit here and I try to be Todd White or whoever, like, I make a really horrible Todd White. Because like, God didn't call me to be him. God called me to release the light that I carry of him. But my, who he's called me to be. Right? Who he's called me to be. And I think we compare ourselves to so many other people in so many other situations and things, and are like, "Oh, if, if I if, if I get here, then insert why here." because like, the issue is we already he's our, we're already we already have it all. Like we've already we've already become what he's called us to be. It's just our minds being renewed to that. I mean, look all the way back in the garden. You go all the way back to Genesis. The enemy convinced man to fall into sin. How did he do it? By lying to them to tell them they had to become something, they already were. They said, if you, he said to the enemy, like or Satan said to Adam and Eve, no, God knows that if you eat this, then you'll be like him. And got them into this comparative reality trap of trying to eat the apple to become like who they already were. They already said in the very beginning, let us make man in our image. So male and female, we were already created in the image of God. But in my heart, there was a striving to become something. I already am. Yeah? Because yeah. the Bible says that we, when anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All the old's passed away. All has been made new. We're already there. We're already shining. But there's, this, there's always been this pressure to succeed, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's kind of funny because like, it just causes us Those mindsets just cause us to walk in this thing where we're constantly striving to, like, be enough, have enough faith, like you know, all those kind of things, you know, Um, and and so like over the course of time, you know, like I grew up, we, you know, me and Crystal got married, um, and we did at the beginning, admittedly. And, you you know, like, you can do a lot of dumb things when you're newly married because you just, you don't know what you're doing half the time. You're making it up as you go along, you know? Like, and so we, you know, we did a lot on credit. And it was some really dumb, dumb decisions. And we got pretty, like, in debt. And there was collectors calling and there was stuff like that. And it was almost traumatic to me um, because they're not very nice. (laughs) They're just not, you know? Like, and, and. And I wasn't used to that. I was used to kind of having whatever we want. But we kind of did that thing where we tried to do in a couple of years what it took our parents 35 years to do. Because they worked for it and they saved up and they did all that. We didn't didn't do any of that. But it was kind of this traumatic thing for me. And it really started really poking, I think, that thing in my heart that was like, well, my cousins and my family and people, they've all, they're all like, you know, going on these trips and they can do whatever they want. And here we are like, I'm like trying to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. Like put stuff on this credit card and throw it on that. You know, and all of that. You know, and it was really kind of like, I think it really kind of did something to my heart that made me really get get in, into just you know that it was it was it was kind of a thing. You know, and so we um, you know we got out of debt. Actually, we dug out of like 27 grand in like two and a half years, and we like really got aggressive dave ramsey is awesome um anyway but the thing is and we and then we went through a period where everything was su- super like good and stable but i feel like at the same time that lie sort of still crept in like like okay i never want to go back there so now i got i have to constantly be in control so now we know how to budget. Now we know how to save. Right now I've got to be in control. And i got to always have this thing planned out and figured out and kind of know what this is going to look like on paper and, and whenever I didn't know how it was all going to work out like I'd, I'd kind of flip out. Like I'd get stressed and whatever. I don't know if any of you guys can relate to that. But, <laughs> and so and it wasn't just finances. I think it kind of crept into a lot of areas in my life where like I kind of had to know, feel like I had to know the plan. Like, as long as I knew the plan or I felt like I knew what God was saying to do, but really I was just kind of walking in my own strength. It was just, still just another version of being enough through like striving and through like having to maintain control and just know all the details. And I think that can be one of the biggest robbers of being able to walk in this crazy faith and in crazy trust because I can't put my trust in myself and God at the same time. Yeah. Like... I, Either, either I trust in chariots and horses or I trust in the Lord. Like I can't do both at the same time, and when I try, it gets really messy and really no fun, you know. And um, so that's kind of one of the natural aspects of my journey. Um, and you know, so when we moved here, like so. Like, I believe there's a difference between faith and trust, right? So I think faith is, like, when God says to do something, like, knowing that, okay, he said to do it, so I'm gonna do it. Like, having the obedience to make these crazy moves when God says to, right? Um, I think trust is, as soon as you're, you know, like, if God says, jump off, a cl- jump off this cliff, and it, it is the Lord, it's not the devil tempting you. Like, it's actually the Lord. It's like, jump off this cliff. I got you. There's someone else, you know, you run, you jump off the cliff. See, we were really good at that. Like, and you know, like we were really good at running and just jumping off the cliff. All right, God said to do it. This is, this is really crazy. I don't know how it's going to work out. We're going to do it. We're really good. We jump off the cliff and the second my feet leave the ledge, all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, I'm going to die. You know, like, and not knowing how it's going to figure out and going through all these stressful seasons of like hyperventilation and like stress and like all that. See, faith is being obedient to do these crazy things when God says to. Trust is knowing that it's well with your soul once your feet leave the ledge. And like, okay, you still got me. (laughs) Right? And so what I learned, and you know, Michael's word really kind of actually put words to a lot of stuff in my heart because he was all talking about trust that I didn't kind of know I knew I dealt with a lot of fear and worry over, like, just stuff and circumstances and all of that. But I didn't have the language around it until he kind of was speaking that. And all of a sudden, God began to open all this stuff up to me. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Faith, trust. They're not the same. Wow. Okay, cool. You know? Like, so, um, you know, because it was, I think it was kind of, people looked at us sideways when they're like, wait, you're, you're selling your home in Elwood City, and moving into this little tiny apartment, giving away most of your stuff, and just, like, what's your church called again? A-O-A-O-X? What's that stand for? What's, what's Antioch? What I don't, you know, like, they and they didn't, didn't understand. I don't think we understood, really, like, we just knew, like, so, for, for some of you guys, just to know a little bit of our journey, even on that side, because I think it plays into all of this, um, like, so, when we first moved here, like, it was kind of a painful experience. Like, there was some hurt, um, you know, there was, we weren't really sent. Like, like we know sending. This place sends, like, nowhere else. And I, some of you have heard me say this to Brad, but I was like, when we first came here, we were sending out, um, I think it was Mike and Lish um, were the first to go, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. David and Candace, thank you. Um, <laughs> but when, when I saw how they were sent, I told Brad, like, Seeing how you send people makes it it feels safe for us to come, because we can get that, you know, like, and we kind of felt like orphans when we, I, you know, we kind of felt like orphans when we moved here. Like we, we got plugged into a church, and the church was great, and like, but it was it came from a painful season, so there was all sorts of like walls in my heart, right? And then, um, we left that church, you know, like I, there was there was there was a bunch of painful circumstances, but at the same time, like, we tried to launch a, I don't think tried, like we did for, like, nine, ten months, we had, like, a simple church, you know, we had, like, a church in our house, but um, I think one of the biggest things for me, going back to that comparative reality thing, one of the biggest sort of triggers in that is, is wanting to be understood, like, and... How many of you guys know If you go into ministry or you go in where you're, you're really trying to be family with people and minister to people? Like, and when you do life together, it's messy and you're going to get misunderstood a lot, especially if you're in leadership. Like, if you're in leadership, like, you're going to constantly be having that pressure of people misunderstanding. And we had a few relationships that blew up, like, despite what everything we were trying to do. We didn't do everything right, i perfect by any means, you know, but that caused even sort of more walls to be in my heart. So one of the things I felt like the Lord wanted me to do is just to kind of repent to you guys, because for the first year being here, I don't know that I fully, like, I was in love with the concept of community and being a family, but I don't know that I actually opened up my heart and kind of engaged, because I was scared, you know, like, um, of being misunderstood or hurt again or all that stuff, you know, um. But that's just kind of one of the things that being here has, like, just so many things have sort of shifted and opened in my heart, you know, and allow all this stuff to happen. Um, so we made all these, like, crazy moves to to get here. And then, like, um, and I'm sharing all this for a reason. Like, I'm going to get to a scripture eventually, I promise. Um, actually, I want to read it now just because I think some things are getting highlighted. Um, the scripture I kind of wanted to... to chat with you guys about is Matthew 14, um, verses 22 through uh, 33, because it kind of ties in. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you. It says, uh, immediately he made the disciples get in the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. Uh, Then Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and he took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So, um, what always sticks out to me about that, that scripture, and, and about it, and how it relates to our lives, so, well, actually, let me let me reverse and just kind of bring you up to speed on sort of our journey when we got here, and like, especially over the last year, because, you know, so before we got here, like, God's always, God's challenged us to different things. We've done conferences that have had a ton of people show up, like, And we did it all on our credit card. (laughs) Just praying that God would provide. And he always did. But it was always one of those things that like up until this point, and I think still I'm in a process of learning the trust aspect of this thing. Because every conference, Crystal will tell you, I turned into what she calls Conference Jerry. Um, He's a lot more like the first year Jerry here. Like a lot more intense. You know, like pretty laser focused and like, doesn't get sarcasm or jokes like at all like you know like so um and it would just be really intense because i'd be constantly trying to figure out okay how's this gonna work out are people gonna come is like dah, 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 dah. all that junk right that we try to plan everything out and then it would always work out and then i always go oh wow god is really good that is awesome and then he'd tell us to do something again and then the same thing like this constant cycle of jump off the ledge freak out it he Gave us wings every time, and then we would just constantly be in this sort of cycle of that. Um, and uh, but we always like, and I feel like I'm not bragging myself, but I am bragging on the fact that like I feel like we we would have the courage to take those leaps. Like like it's not conventional wisdom when you're pretty much like middle class paycheck to paycheck for. And she hears the word of the Lord telling her to go to cosmetology school, and I'm like, Get behind me, Satan, that's not the Lord. <laughs> you know, because we need both of our incomes, and I'm trying to figure out how to make it work, right? And, but it was the Lord, and like, I had to be like, Oh, gosh, it's the Lord. Darn it. Like, but how are we going to pay for this thing, you know? And then I had a health scare, which led me to get healthy, which led me down this whole health coaching thing. And it's not conventional wisdom to go, Okay. We're right now. We're, we're comfortable. We're pretty just you know, paycheck to paycheck, time disposable income. It's really that conventional wisdom, normally for one of you to quit your job and do that thing, and for the other one of you to quit your corporate job with full benefits and all of that, and like start doing something that's like network marketing, you know, like. <laughs> but we said yes, but it, it was probably. And how how many of you guys know that God will use probably one of the biggest the biggest pain point of your life to teach you the biggest lesson that turns into the biggest like testimony of, of all? So in all of this, it's like I feel like he keeps giving us these Peter moments. So I feel I, you know, I feel like God Daddy sets us up for success all the time. Like he's always setting us up for success. Like over and over again. Now, see it, the, it what it's interesting to notice is that. Jesus, like, sent them out on the boat. Pretty sure Jesus knew what was coming, right? Would you agree with that? Like, I think that he kind of knew what was happening, right? He knew what was coming next. So he sends him out on the boat. Now, the interesting thing to note is that they're freaking out. And when he comes, they don't even think it's Jesus. What's the first thing they think? It's a ghost. Like, they're not even, they're not even having a mindset to think this, this could be Jesus. This could be the Lord coming to save us. The first thing is, like... It's a poltergeist. Like. But we do the same thing, right? Like we're in the middle of these cir- crazy circumstances and we see something. And instead of immediately thinking, this, oh, that's the Lord. He's going to come save us. We're immediately like, this is more bad stuff that's going to come. <laughs> you know? But you know what I see is really interesting? If you look at Mark's version of the same story, it says that he came walking on the water and he intended to pass them by. So for a long time, I looked at that, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a good father. Oh, my kids are struggling. Good luck. Right? Like, so I'm looking at that going, and I never could reconcile it until I realized that he's always setting us up for success. What just happened right before they were in that crazy boat storm? They just fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. That's the story that directly goes before that. They were already feeding, they were already doing signs, wonders, and miracles, bringing 12 baskets after they were done feeding 5,000 people. And then they get in their boat. Right after that scenario, they go right into another one. Jesus was trying to pass them by because he was setting them up for success because they just saw the miraculous. So in his mind, like they, they know what to do. They had what it took to actually calm the storm themselves. I believe that. Like, and I don't think I'm being too extra-biblical, right? Like, that's why he was planning on passing them by, in my opinion. Because he knew, they had, he knew they had it. And he was giving them the opportunity. He was setting them up for success and giving them the opportunity to exercise their faith. Because that's why Jesus said to, to Peter, Oh, you a little faith. Like, why did, why did you doubt? Like, you were already on the water. So... Here's one thing I want to interject to right right about here. Like, I think we give Peter way too hard of a time. He was the only guy on the water. Like, we give him a hard time for sinking, but he was the only one with enough faith that he was like, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. And how many of you guys, like... I believe, and here's what I really feel like where the rubber meets the road. I feel like the Lord sent me here to tell you that you all have these deep seated desires and dreams that are crazy big and are beyond your wildest expectations, and we're really usually afraid to really just go after some of those things. Or we can have the faith that that, that should happen, but sometimes we either don't jump or we jump, but we don't have that trust thing that's just pulling on me and I'm talking from experience because I'm walking we're walking through this stuff and it's really easy to look at Peter and be like yeah but he's he's trying that thing but he failed he fell in the water but for my comfy seat in the boat so I want to encourage you guys I really feel like it's the word of the Lord that, we're, that you're, you're supposed to go after your dreams and there's desires you know it says delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart so sometimes I think that we look at that and we think, okay, well, as I delight myself in the Lord, He'll, you know, give me some good things that I want or whatever. And I think that's true. Like, but as a good Father, I think it goes deeper than that. I think that as we behold Him, we become like Him. His desires begin to get implanted in our hearts. So some of those crazy things that you're like, if, you know, and we talk about it all the time, but like, if money was no object, what would you do, like? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, so money really isn't an object if he's in it. And we've got to stop looking at our limitations, stop looking at the wind and the waves and the circumstances or whatever. We gotta look at, stop looking at what we don't have and realize that as we gaze on Him, like, and we just stay locked, like nothing is impossible to those who believe. Like nothing. So. Like we need to stop giving ourselves a hard time for him sinking and realize, yeah, but he's walking on the water. But the reality is, is that that same cycle happened happened to Peter, where like he was good at the he was good at the faith thing. He was like he had the faith, like okay, if it's you, Lord, bid me come, because I got this faith. I know that if I start walking on the water, you're gonna like if you tell me to come, God, I know if you tell me to come then it's gonna work out because that's your word. And I think that's, that's good, like that's, that's a good thing to have. Like, but the second that he started walking, all of a sudden it was like, circumstance started whoosh, 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 whoosh. The eye of the storm stuff that Amy talked about, right? So the second that he starts walking, all of a sudden he, got, he quit being locked and started ah! That's the difference between faith and trust. Faith was in getting out of the boat. Trust was being able to realize, I don't care what's swirling on around me. I and mean, That's a word to you. Like, I don't care what's swirling around you. I don't care what circumstances look like. I don't care what anything looks like on either side. If you keep your gaze locked on him and you just rest. Because Peter, I think in that moment, got back into his head about who he was. When we stop beholding him, we st- like... That's when we start looking at ourselves, and then we start looking at our own frailty. We start to strive, yeah. right? We gotta let our, The only way to let ourselves off the hook is just to keep gazing at him, because he's good, and he just wants us to just operate in that trust. And there is so much, like, destiny in this room. It's insane. And I just really feel like the Lord just wants to, like, bring increase in your hearts in the area of trusting Him. And even trusting yourself to understand that His sheep know His voice. And the voice of a stranger we won't recognize or follow. Because we get so in our heads thinking, is this, is this the will of God? Is it not? Like, like, Am I hearing God? Like, I'm probably not hearing God, so I probably shouldn't make this move because this is crazy. (laughs) When was the last time God ever told someone to do something crazy? Like, almost every time, right? (laughs) He never challenges people to do things that are just just super comfortable and easy and right in their wheelhouse. Usually, that's why His power is made perfect in my weakness. It's not like I'm pitiful and I'm like useless. It's no. Like, I realize that I have to, he's stretching me to engage him in trust. And I think that the, um, see, because there's a difference. Like, a lot of times we pray for more faith. I don't, I personally don't believe that's biblical to pray for more faith. Because it says to each one is given a measure of faith, right? You've already been given the faith. What we really need to, I think, and I feel like I still need to pray into is trust. Like, I've got to pray to God. Give me the boldness to trust you when the waves in the wind are swirling around me. Like, let me trust you then, knowing that I'm already walking on water. I already started the journey. I'm already on the water. Like, right? I don't think, it, we can't be given any more faith. We just simply need to trust him. We just need to trust him. And... So, this is the the really, really fun part of my testimony, or testimony, just over the last two years, um, or the last year, or whatever. Um, So, when we quit, I start walking on the water, and we're paying paying our bills. This is working, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, okay, we have a little savings, we're paying our bills, this is cool. But then, every time, like... The car would like jitter just a little bit. Oh, there it is! There it is! That's we're gonna go under. The ship's going down. Like wind. There's the wind right there. Oh crap! You know, or um, the taxes was a huge one for me. Like I was hyperventilating because I'm not a tax professional. Like, and so for a year, guys, I'm repenting to you. I am so uh, that was it was just dumb. I spent a year freaking out that it was all going to fall apart because I really didn't have... I just, I just didn't trust him. I'm just being honest with you. I wanted to trust him, but I just didn't. Like, and I just kept praying, like, God, show me again. Like, you got to keep showing me until I get it. And, and he, he, he keeps doing it because the, the day that... And I'm going to rewind. I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but it all kind of ties together. When, when Michael <laughs> preached that one day, What I realized and why I was sobbing so hard on Brad's shoulder was I realized that he really has never, ever, ever let me down. Like, he's never let me down. In all 37 years of my life, I can say to you that he's never let me down. That doesn't mean that life didn't kind of suck sometimes, like, because it did. Like, there are plenty of times when, like, life circumstance in the moment did not seem favorable to my good, right? But it always was. Every single time to this moment, I can look back and go, everything has worked out for my good because daddy is setting us up to succeed. We we win no matter what. That's why Paul could say, like, to live is Christ, to die is gain. If I stay here, I win. If I go to heaven, I win. Live or die, Regardless of the circumstances, he's continually setting us up to succeed, to showcase the glory of God in our situation. If we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up, if we don't lose heart. If we, don't, if we, if we just keep going for it. Like, it doesn't mean we're never going to fail, but even our failures, he's going to turn around. Because he, turned, he works all things together for good to those that love him and are called in according to his purpose. Let me ask you this. When was the last time your worst fear ever came true? Like, fear. I would challenge you to say it's probably very, 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 very few and far between. I'm not going to say it never happens, because it happened to me. Long story I won't get into, but... My absolute worst fear <laughs> that the enemy had been holding over my head for years and years and years and years. Like, people ever knew this about you? Like, if, if you know, if all, all this junk. And finally, everything exploded. <laughs> Everything's out in the open. I am exposed and vulnerable. And guess what? He, God cut off every lie in that moment because everyone rallied around me. They didn't reject me. And that lie in my heart that went all the way back to being adopted, that I'm, I'm a reject, that I'm not worth it, that I'm not enough, he completely annihilated that lie through my absolute worst fear. If we just trust him, he works all things together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And if we will just trust him, he really is better than we think. Whether we see it right now or not. The only way we don't see that he's better than we think is when we stop looking at him. And we start looking at wind and waves that have no power over us that we don't give it. Your wind and your waves and our circumstances have no power over us that we don't give it. That's why he was going to pass them by. Because he knew that they didn't yet. And it actually says in Mark that their hearts were hardened because they forgot the, the, the feeding of the 5,000. So if you're having trouble, like... Oh, yeah, and by the way, the, the testimony that I keep forgetting to mention is that, like... We go through tax season, we pay our taxes, and we still have double our normal savings. And I worried for a year, like in tears. I mean, it was big. It felt big to me, even though it wasn't. Like it felt huge. And I Crystal, can tell you, like I was a nervous wreck for a year. Or something so dumb. But he's really better than we think. And so that's the whole, the, whole, the whole point of all of this, is just for me to just declare to my family, he's better than we think. Yes. And you've got dreams inside of you. You've got stuff inside of you that is ready to start taking action and, and like growing into stuff. Like I believe in what you carry. Mike, I think it was so cool, the stuff that Stephen was saying to you yesterday planned on declaring some of that stuff over you too like there's so so much stuff in your heart that he just wants to like that he's pulling out he's pulling out and there's a boldness there that he's increasing to like make some crazy you know get, get a little crazy you know and kind of run after it and um sorry i'm not trying to put you in the spot but i just i really i just i felt that strongly and i feel like um, there's still these just these little like things that the enemy comes at you with like just you know like remembering who you were and like or certain ways that you would act and pray for people and all that kind of stuff and like just bring this little heaviness on you um, about like you know moving forward and stuff like that and and I just feel like the Lord is just trying to break all that crap off of you and realize that like no he's he's actually maturing you into a place where you are bold to speak to those when he says to speak, and you're obedient to do that, but you're not like <clears throat> you know, your zeal with wisdom. Because we can have zeal that's not tempered with wisdom and the timing be off and just whatever, but like he's working all that stuff in you so that it works together perfectly. So there's just destiny in you, bro. There's destiny on all of you guys. Like and and I just um got help. Holy Spirit, help. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just really feel like the Lord just wants to encourage you continually to, that there, there's no fear in love, and if we're afraid that we're not enough, we're afraid of the big things that are, that he's, that He's got in our hearts. Or we're like that trusting is a pain point for you. <laughs> Like it is for me or has been for me, um, speaking in faith, um, then that's just my encouragement is that we only only get to walk on the water if we get out of the boat. And there's so much that he's just really trying to work in and through us. And all it takes is a yes in our heart. And because he honors that, he honors risk. And so um yeah, what do you want to do, Lord? Yeah. Um Crystal will be back in a second, probably play some keys or something. But here's the thing. Um Cause I don't claim to have it all perfect yet. I mean, um, but I just feel like, I, f- I felt like the whole time that God just wants like, us to pray together in this thing. Like, and if it's something you're struggling with, or like it's something that like ping in your heart, like I just want to be able to just lay hands on you and just pray for you. Because I think that he teaches stuff like this to be able to just impart faith and trust and whatever um, in each other. So, um, so can you give me some beautiful music? Yeah, but I would just love to pray to you. Or maybe we could just all kind of come and pray together in this thing because I feel like um, this body is going to shine like crazy bright in this community and in the world. But we can't let our hearts get hardened by forgetting His benefits, forgetting every time that He's never let us down back there. so, if you just want, if you just want prayer in that area, if you just want to walk in, in even more like just faith and trust for the journey, um, then I'd love to pray with you. Um, we won't linger long unless we do okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Guys, just 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 stand real quick and let's just um, let's just press in for just a minute or two if you got to go um, I pray that you're blessed to go in faith and trust and power and boldness but yeah I'd love to pray with anyone that just wants to just just wants an impartation of even more faith and even more boldness. God, we thank you that you are wanting us to put you on display. You created us in your image so that we could display what you look like. Sons look like their fathers. Sons and daughters look like their father. And God, we want to look like you. God, we want to look like you. We want to be... The one that can walk on the water and not like worry about the wind and the waves. God, we want to be like you. Instead of being worried about the boat running to you and saying, don't you care that we're perishing, God? We want to be the disciples that lay down and sleep and take a nap next to you because we want to do what you're doing. we just want to, we just want to, and I know it's each one of our hearts to just walk like you and talk like you and just become like what we behold, God. So I pray that you would just continue to move in our hearts and just, um, Wash our minds continually with the water of your word. Renew our minds to understand whose image we bear. And when we understand that, God, everything just becomes unlocked. There's no locked doors in your house. But for the King's kids, there's no doors that are locked in your house. So I pray that as we just go from this place, God, that we would walk continually in both faith and trust, that we would have, we would know that we have a measure of faith and that we would trust you when our feet leave the ledge that you have, that you've got us, God, that you've never let us down and you don't plan on starting now. God, continually to us that you're better than we think and you're better than we can ask think you've got stuff planned that's more than we can ask think or imagine so if we've already thought about it if we've already dreamed it up if we've already considered it God then it's not even a big enough dream because you've got more than that even <laughs> God give us the courage and the boldness to take steps of faith and not walking in just a fear of failure or a fear of man or just fear in general God I break off every lie, I break off every fear, I break off every insecurity, I break off every negative word that we've either self-spoken over ourselves, that others have spoken over us, or the enemy has spoken over us, God, because none of those are the words of life that you have spoken, and we come to you just like Peter saying, where are we going to go? You have the words of life. We break off every yoke of bondage because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So yeah, I'd love to pray with you or find someone you can pray together with. But let's just take a few moments and just kind of, I don't know, yeah, just allow the Lord to, to speak in the areas of you know just faith and trust and just being sons and daughters that are shining brightly with nothing hindering